Hello and welcome back to the journey. Another day in the life, a look through the window. So I am going to touch back on yesterday's uh, episode just because it cut off at a really weird spot. I feel like uh, I was, I think, in the middle of a thought and I just kind of got hit with... Um, I guess it was anxiety. That's usually how, because anxiety for me usually shows up in that, that particular breathing pattern, that kind of gasping for air kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, so, and, and I kind of, I had lost my train of thought a lot. So, so basically yesterday I had, um, come to this realization of a particular kind of shadow block that has been, very present in a lot of my life and a lot of different things. It's, it's shown up in a lot of different ways. And I realized that a lot of the, like many different things that I was like, you know how, how sometimes you're like, Oh, I found this one weird thing that I do. Oh, it's tied to this. And then, you know, like you have a whole bunch of those and this realization that I had around feeling like my life isn't my own just kind of tied all of those things together tied a whole bunch of those together it was like oh my gosh it's this is the underlying underlying thing this is the part that's underneath those more surface wise you know and not like they were surface they were still under uh under the surface they were layers deeper but this was even an even deeper layer that I've uncovered um where yeah basically I came to the realization that you know this this feeling of my life is not my own it's not it it kind of it it feeds into a lot of other self-worth manifestations in myself uh so things like not valuing my own honestly not valuing my own values or my own priorities uh putting everyone else's values and priorities ahead of my own or at least those of you know people who I I care a lot about and this has shown up in many different relationships uh and it's echoed through it's there's definitely themes of codependency in there as well which is one of those ones that's always I've always kind of been <laughs> I've been I guess resistant to the idea of codependency in some ways in that I kind of a denial of it actually being a problem it, it was is a very interesting it's I, I've done this a lot actually um it's a form I think of self-gaslighting where I acknowledge that it exists but I do some weird kind of hand-waving logic logic in quotes uh weird things to basically you know wave a wand and be like okay this exists but it's not a problem for me like oh I see this but it's not it's not quite that it's not quite it's not it's not bad you know and it's just oh my gosh so anyway that's something else that I've been 
kind of looking at and unpacking. Uh, but so to tie back into yesterday, I, gosh, what was I even talking about when I was, I don't remember. I could listen back, I guess. I remember it earlier today and then I've now forgotten, of course. Um, but yeah, so I was talking about more practically when I was talking about the whole breathing exercises and stuff and, and what I do in those spaces. Um, uh, yeah, focusing on the exhale is definitely one. Uh, when it gets really out of hand, um, yeah, I mean, part of that was was it it was escalating and I was like t trying to trying to talk through this isn't isn't helpful so that was you know that's a exercising self-care of like this is this is not what I need to be doing right now so that was part of that um but in in those instances where I'm I'm not you know trying to create something I've already stopped doing what I'm doing and if it's still escalating at that point um then it's moving I, I can feel that it's moving towards uh, a panic attack for me. That's that's how panic attacks come on. It starts with the breathing, uh, and so what I do if if the if the panic does if the panic attack does set in, is I will focus on uh, one one uh, sense. So for me, it's touch. It's it's really you can use whatever sense uh, is whatever feels right for you, honestly. I, I don't really recommend uh, sight because sight is something that we use a lot. And so it can be desensitized in some ways because it's it's so... I don't know. Uh, maybe it does work, though. I But maybe that's just for me that it's, it's not. But anyway, so I focus on the one sensory input uh for me touch and so like I'll put my hand on two different each hand on two different textures or even just one uh one thing sometimes it's like like a tree nature works really well and you can feel and then I sit there and I feel into uh whatever it is I'm holding uh and I and I and I kind of if it's if it's something in nature I'll like feel into well, I generally feel into the energies of it, I suppose. And then, uh, things that are, uh, like handmade or designed often those work really, really well too, because, uh, I can focus on the materials. I can focus on the energy that someone else put into it to create it. Uh, I can also focus on, you know, if it's, if it's something I, I focus on, you know, how, it, how it came to be there. Um, the, like the life that it led, just basically just putting all of my attention on that one object and just kind of immersing myself in that. Uh, if I'm, you know, depending on how, how well my, um, ability to direct my thoughts in that way, uh, is going, if, if, if that's, if that's not possible for me, I'll, I'll, I'll just focus on the, the texture itself, literally what it feels like. I'll just focus on the sensation of touch. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do usually multiple items or I'll, I'll just kind of move my hands as I get used to one. I'll like move it to a new space 
or to a new spot and just focus on that texture and just kind of bring myself back into my body in that way. And that usually calms the breathing a bit, at least to a point that I'm not hyperventilating. I'm not struggling for air anymore. Anyway, so what I did, that's true. I guess I did use a different sensory last time. Um, so last night, what I did immediately after I got off of the recording uh, was I grabbed, uh, a pair of headphones, uh, and I put those on and not earbuds, headphones. And I pulled up a Spotify. It, I think it, I can't remember. I think I was, I Google or I didn't Google. I searched. Wow. Um, I searched in Spotify I think for binaurals, because I usually go with that kind of calm meditation sounding music when I'm, uh, when the cortisol is running. So I, yeah, and I've been, I've been drawn to the binaurals a little bit more lately. I've also done like singing bowls or just, you know, soft meditation music something you can look for. Uh, nature sounds sometimes helps, sometimes um, can. Uh, yeah, so anything just relaxation music. Um, but so I pulled up, it was actually a really nice playlist that I found. I forget what it was called though. Oh no, I think I looked for solfeggio. Uh, and it was a solfeggio binaural. And I was like, that sounds cool. And it had like, it had a cool, uh, cover photo for the playlist. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. Like it was all the colors that I, it was a bunch of colors I really like, like, uh, like vibrant blues and purples and pinks. And I was like, wow, it looks cool. And so I was like, and it's like a, it's like a Buddha with, with headphones on, which I don't know if that's sacrilege or not, but I honestly like boo, wait, is it Buddhism or Hinduism? That's not a religion one of them isn't a religion technically technically speaking something something about it I don't, I don't remember but anyway um doesn't matter anyway so I put on that uh and then turned up the volume enough so that I couldn't hear anything else but that and then and then I went and finished writing out the post itself and posting the the episode just to get that out of my way so it's not something that's looming over me and then I just kind of was kind of sitting in that and honestly that like getting that going the the um the music the tones very slow relaxing to solfeggio yeah uh getting that going did a lot really quickly so that actually was a really quick de-escalator, possibly even as, um, as quick as the, uh, touch thing that I used to do. But I guess when I used to do the touch thing, um, I didn't have, you know, headphones like the immersive headphones like that, or even earbuds for that matter. Uh, I found that I find that sound works really well if, if it can be immersive in that way. Um... So that one can be really, really helpful. I 
I mean, I've also done it as like a sleep music thing before too. When I, when I'm, when I was going through a, a time where, um, the static, I think static is the best way to, to describe the feeling because it's, it's a mixture of a lot of feelings, um, that kind of culminates in that anxiety. Uh, so when the static was really bad, um, I used to listen to that kind of stuff to help myself relax my body enough to go to sleep, which was helpful. So yeah, I highly recommend listening to stuff. And then as I was sitting there listening to it, I was like, I was feeling my body wanted to like stretch a little bit more. And so I started stretching a little bit and I could feel in my stomach, there was still a little bit of tension. It wasn't that super strong tension, but I could kind of feel that my muscles were still holding some things. Like a bunch of stuff had come up, but it hadn't fully released. So I was like, I don't know. I just kind of got hit with it. I was like, I'll I'll do a little bit of yoga. So I did some psoas yoga, which is for me. So I picked psoas yoga P-S-O-A-S, um, psoas yoga, um, because personally I know that my psoas, um, are where I store a lot of emotions. A lot of my emotions get stored in my psoas, uh, in that, in that general region too, um, from like waist to hips. Um, I store emotion there a lot and shoulders of course, but, um, that, that's different stuff, but this, this kind of, um, and I think, I think the reason that my psoas was so targeted in this, uh, was because it's something that affects my, it was something that was like a really big block to my, my personal power and your solar plexus, which is, uh, right at the point where your psoas connect to your spine, uh, that, uh, the solar plexus is, uh, your, your center of personal power, uh, so, or your chakra that's, you know, personal power, and, um, I forget what else, I always just remember it as the one that's personal power, it's the yellow one, anyway, uh, yeah, I was just feeling that that was, that was what I needed to do, so I did a little bit of that, um, with some stretching, I also did some kind of heart opening type stretches, yoga-ish, um, because my, my heart center area was a little bit, a little tense too. And so that's kind of how I, uh, decided on the yoga. And the, the, so as I did was a couple lunge and leaning type exercises and Google stuff, YouTube it, but that's how I kind of figure out, um, which types of yoga to do in those types of situations. It's like if, um, if I'm, and, and part of that was to help release it. And so it was just kind of very slow, long held breathing into the poses, just keep breathing and releasing and, and, you know, focusing on that exhale. And this is all still while listening to the, um, solfeggio. Uh, and so that was also very effective. And then I was planning on doing this whole sequence. I didn't even end up doing the whole sequence. I got like halfway through and then I was like, okay, now my mind needs a little bit of, it was, the static had moved mostly to my mind. 
uh, my body was feeling a lot better by this point. And so I sat in just kind of impromptu meditation with the solfeggio still going. I just kind of sat there in that for, I don't even know how long, probably like 10, 15, 20 minutes, something like that. And it's just, you know, until, until, until it's time. And so I sat there through that and, um, and then I think I just kept, kept doing whatever I was doing. I, I don't really remember how that transitioned from there, uh, into the rest of my night, to be completely honest, but, because I think by that point I had kind of, uh, recalibrated myself, so, anywho, that's, um, just a recap, um, what I did immediately after, uh, stopping the recording from yesterday, um, so that was also part of my, my process of, yesterday was kind of the acknowledgement I guess, like, the, the first acknowledgement of the, the shadow, the block, which is, is kind of the first step, really. Acknowledgement is the first step. That's what they always say, isn't it? But it's true. It really, really is. Uh, cause, so I mean, like, there's acknowledgement, and then, and I mean, like, it's, it's, it's interesting too, because there can be that kind of acknowledgement, which is like that, that kind that, that type that I, that I used to do around codependency where I was like, oh yeah, codependency. Yeah, no, and just kind of joke about it. And like, oh, it's not that big of a deal though. It's not, it doesn't really affect me that much. There's that kind of acknowledgement, which is like, it's a very passive acknowledgement, but oh, that's a good way to put it. Passive acknowledgement and an active acknowledgement. So this um, yesterday, uh, and well, today, I guess, um, that is a form of active acknowledgement. So acknowledging and really seeing and understanding how it's connected to things. Um, I'm not even understanding, but, but starting to see how it's connected in all these different ways and acknowledging most importantly that it has had a large effect on me. And that can be really challenging. Um, but, you know, it's a huge step. And so that's a part of it. And um, along with that comes feeling the feelings that come up. And that's the thing is, so it's like acknowledge and then feel. And the thing with feeling the feelings is I wish I could tell you it's that one and done. It's not. Because there are a lot of, there are a lot of past events that have feelings tied to them and they're going to keep shifting. And I know this because I've gone through this before when I found a different shadow block, a couple that were all related. Yeah. Um, they were, they were the same block really. Um, and that was around, also around self-worth. Um, God, what was even the message that I picked? That was the one with um, personal agency. Respecting my personal agency. Which is... I don't know, it's, it's interesting. It's kind of like this is almost underneath that one, too. Um, this whole that my life is not my own. 
personal agency one tied in a lot to, to, to my physical body form person. So anywho, um, but yeah, because I have gone through at least some of that and processed some of that, even though I, I haven't, like I've processed a lot of it, but the thing is like it, it stuff will still continue to come up and then I'll process those things when those come up. And so it's like, I know that in this process, as this is, is unfolding, more stuff's going to come up and I will again, repeat the process of acknowledge, feel, understand, I think is the next one. Acknowledge, feel, understand. Um, and love, love yourself through it. And people always say, love yourself. What does that mean? People, and some people say, oh, you know, like, what would your friend say to you? What would you say to a friend? The way that I best describe it or that I best understand it is it's, it's, I simplify it to having compassion for myself in that I kind of take this role of almost an older version of myself, a, a wiser version of myself, talking to this younger version of myself, because that's honestly what's happening. Um, and it's this, this older version of self is this, you know, kind of highest self perspective. And the compassion is I understand why you did this. I understand why you reacted the way you did. I understand why you're feeling these things around this. I understand you wish you could have done this differently. I understand you wish you could have reacted in this way. But you know things now. And that's growth. The very fact that you want to do things differently, you wish you could have done things differently, shows that you have grown. And things will be different in the future, you know? And it takes time. Because it won't be perfect. It's always a journey. It's always a learning process. And it's offering ourselves that grace. You can also see it as, you know, the, the grace and love of the universe or source or God, whatever resonates with you. But it's offering yourself that grace and that, that compassionate understanding. Offering yourself support. Offering yourself the support that you wish you could have had in that moment. At least that's where I'm understanding this process right now. What I've done in this process so far. In the past and in, in processing other things. Um, as far as this particular block and shadow, it's still, it's slowly 
like it doesn't feel as intense now. It's something that I don't know, it's 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 something that that it feels large and dislodging it I think is a challenge, but I also have a few um, good resources at my disposal, which I um, I am very grateful for. And I mean, I got them for myself, so tools and things, so um, workshops and um, guided meditations and stuff like that, that kind of thing, so, anyway, um, that's where I'm at with this process, that's what I did immediately after jumping off the episode yesterday, where things started to get, when things started to escalate, and I was like, I need, I need to take the time, uh, and that's also where I'm going from here, so, anyway, this is part two, I guess. We'll see when I do the next one. It's, I'm sure these things will, it'll continue to come up and all that fun stuff. But anyway, um, that's where I'm at, where I was at, how I recovered from where I was at. So yeah, um, you guys got this, I got this, whatever's going on, whatever you need, listen to your body. Take care of yourself and keep going. Mm-hmm.